challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. You know, the topic I want to bring to bear in this podcast is one I've been slow to approach with you. I admit it right up front. The reason is that this is a podcast of personal coaching for men. I try to keep it short. I try to keep it hard hitting. I try to focus on topics that help you. And so I don't tend to bring the news cycle, international affairs, whatever's happening out there in the news to bear on this podcast unless it just helps us. And so I've been slow to talk about what I'm about to talk about, but I just can't avoid it. I have mentioned it in my business email blast called Leading Thoughts. I hope you're getting that every week free of charge. I've also talked about it in the Stephen Mansfield podcast. I hope you're checking on that. That is about world events and the new cycle and viewing the world through a certain lens. But I've not brought what I'm about to talk about to this podcast because I wanted to be careful not to be bringing politics to bear here. But this is more than politics. I want to talk to you about a man the whole world is focusing upon. And they're focusing upon him, and he is changing history because he is acting like a man. And I don't want to leave this unsaid to you, my great man audience. I'm talking about Volodymyr Zelensky, the president of Ukraine. Now, you already know there's a war going on in Ukraine. You already know the Russians are invading. You already know that it's bloody. And you probably know in some fuzzy way that a guy named Zelensky is the president of Ukraine and he's resisting what's going on. But let me back up and tell you a little bit about him. And let me tell you what he's doing. And let me tell you how this man is being a man. Because what, it, what all of this comes down to is that in your generation, Right now, on planet Earth, the most important event that's happening right now is being changed and even held at bay. The evil is being held at bay because a man is being a man. Taking nothing away from women, of course, this man is acting like a man. And he is saving lives and he's changing history. Let me tell you about him. Vladimir. Zelensky uh, is a man who was trained as a lawyer. He's a Jewish man, grew up in the Soviet days of the Soviet Union, obviously, Ukrainian. He did not practice law, even though he went to law school. Uh, Instead, he became a comedian, and then he became an actor. He actually helped to write and starred in uh, a TV series called Servant of the People, which, believe it or not, is about a, a, a history teacher or actually a high school teacher uh, suddenly finding himself as the president of Ukraine. It's a bit of satire. It's a little bit West Wingish, uh, but this man suddenly finds himself the president of the Ukraine, and he has been a teacher previously. Well, the TV show, as I say, was called Servant of the People. What happened was the TV show was so popular that a political party arose based on the values that were espoused in this TV show. This political party sort of centered around Zelensky, and eventually 
he was nominated as president of his country by this party. And he won. And he won big. He won huge. He ended up pulling 73% of the vote in his country, overthrowing a far more established, much older candidate. By the way, keep in mind that Zelensky right now is 44 years old. So the world was looking on at Ukraine as a comedian and an actor became the president of the Ukraine. And he began to lead his people. He began to challenge corruption. He began to talk about moving the Ukraine more European, away from Soviet or actually Russian control. Really, the Soviet days is what he was talking about, but but Russian control. He was fearful and concerned about Vladimir Putin's desires for a Russian empire. So he began, Zelensky began moving Ukraine more and more towards Europe, more and more towards NATO. And this, of course, is part of what's led to the current war. Now, what I want you to know is that we had reason to doubt this man, again, uh, trained as a lawyer, yes, like a lot of politicians, but never practiced, a comedian, and there are some really comical, kind of crude, you know, video clips on YouTube that you can see of him. In one case, he's, he's humorously playing a piano with his penis. I mean, you know, you don't see it actually, but that's the implication, kind of a sitcom thing. He's an actor in this popular TV show. His political party grows out of a TV show. A lot of people in the world doubted him. A lot of people in the world wondered about him. But I want to tell you that right now, his example, his inspiration, his character in the Ukraine has absolutely turned what could have been complete Russian domination and possibly even more widespread slaughter. Now, there is slaughter happening. Millions of refugees are leaving the country. Cities are being bombed. But there, in the middle of it all, is Vladimir, and that's the Ukrainian way of saying Vladimir, Vladimir Zelensky. And he is a Churchill for his country and a Churchill for his time. And you know, I think you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I deeply revere Winston Churchill. And I would never say that of somebody uh, on the earth today, somebody leading today, if it wasn't true. One of the first things that happened is that he, uh, Zelensky, began to inspire his people. He said, we will not subject ourselves to the Russians. We will not give in. We will fight. We are an independent nation. We are a noble people with a grand heritage, and we will not submit. And I'll tell you what, this began to instill a fighting spirit in his people. And it wasn't just violence, it wasn't just rage and anger, uh, but it was a desire to remain a free and independent people. It was the brave heart moment. <laughs> it was the American Revolution moment. It was the turning point. And you've probably seen the videos. I One of the ones that moved me to tears was seeing uh, people in wheelchairs Uh, working on the sidewalks to create Molotov cocktails to oppose the Russians. Ukrainians from around the world began to flood back into Ukraine to serve and to fight. Uh, Men who have served in the American armed forces, uh, in some cases, got permission to resign from their commanders, uh, temporarily anyway. Others had already retired or left the military, but they had military experience. They flew to Ukraine, which was being bombarded by the Russians, so they could serve. Why? Because Zelensky had been a Churchill. He had begun to talk about the nobility of his people, the nobility of, of their cause. 
he began to rally his people. But it wasn't just words. It wasn't just something that he was broadcasting from, like some leaders have in history, from outside their country, urging their people to fight while they're sitting in Paris or London, uh, you know, soaking up the good life. No. You know what he did? He put on military gear. He put. He began to wear uh, the gear of his troops, not, not showing off because he's never served in the military, you know, not just wearing a helmet all the time, but when he needed it. But he wore camo. He wore green T-shirts. He dressed the nation wearing the green undershirt uh, of the military forces. And he began to inspire them. As the bombs began to fall on Kiev, he actually went onto the streets of Kiev, not to get himself killed, but to inspire the people. He would put himself in harm's way. He would make broadcasts where he said, you may be seeing me for the last time. I may not be alive tomorrow. He wasn't just doing this for dramatic effect, although if that statement solicited international support, he was happy for it. He was saying it because it was likely true. As he made some of his broadcasts, the bombs were exploding right above his head, right outside of his, uh, the bunker where he was broadcasting. So he put himself in harm's way. He put himself where his people were. He went there. And when he found out that there were Russian assassination teams targeting him, he said, I'm here. Come find me. I'm willing to spill my blood for Ukraine. And again, this was not just theater. There's a difference between genuinely putting yourself on the line for your country and then just politicians posturing. I'm here. Come get me. And then you're in some bunker on the other side of the world or something. That's not what he did. The other thing that he did uh, was that he spoke about his faith. He spoke about God. In fact, one of the most moving moments was that he said in a broadcast specifically intended for Vladimir Putin, he said, you think that God's justice sleeps. You think that God is slow to punish evildoers. That's what you believe. But I want to tell you that you will not be able to hide from God's justice. There is no bunker in the world that will protect you from God's justice and his righteousness when it awakens. So, Vladimir Putin, you need to turn. You need to repent. You need to do this differently because God is just and his justice does not sleep. Now, I've paraphrased right there, but that's very, very close to what he said. Think about that. A world leader saying, you think you're serving God because you, you may know that Vladimir Putin thinks he's serving God. He talks about God all the time. He talks about Christianity and faith. And by the way, if you want some background on that, I've done a couple of podcasts on it on the Stephen Mansfield podcast, which you can, which you can hear. You can get that off of our website, stephenmansfield.tv, or you, of course, you can just search for it online. But I've already given that background. I won't give it here. Putin thinks he's doing God's will. But Zelensky said, you're not doing God's will. You are an evildoer. You think that God's justice sleeps, and that's why you can get away with this, but you can't. Well, in addition to that, Zelensky would go on the streets when his city was being bombed, as his people were suffering. And you know what he would do? He didn't trust, certainly didn't trust Soviet disinformation, Russian disinformation systems. Uh, and he also didn't trust the Western press. So what he would do was he would go on the streets with his cell phone. He would record himself with his troops. He would record himself talking to Russians on the street. And then he would post those directly through every kind of social media on YouTube, getting it to the Western press. Unbelievable. It was absolutely unbelievable. In other words, he took communications into his own control, not fully trusting any of the information systems available to him. Unbelievable what he did. 
Communications is a real key to this. He's also learned to be a brilliant speechmaker. Um, he addressed the uh, American Congress, the U.S. Congress, and he talked about Martin Luther King and justice. He addressed the British Parliament uh, by video. The whole car- Parliament was assembled, and they had video screens in Parliament. And he talked about Churchill, and he talked about fighting on the landing grounds and fighting in the fields, and he quoted Churchill's speeches. He addressed the, the, the German Parliament, and he started talking about, you know, we've, you've been saying ever since World War II, never again, never again shall this happen. Well, it's happening. Let's see if you're going to stand up for your words. And when he spoke to the Israeli Knesset, uh, he, he said to them, you know, this is a kind of Holocaust happening again. I'm a Jewish man. I speak as a Jew. This is a Holocaust happening again. And by the way, the Russians went out of their way to bomb some of the most revered memorials to anti-Semitism, Nazi anti-Semitism during World War II. So Zelensky spoke of that to the Israeli Knesset. In other words, he knew how to tailor his message to the right people at the right time. And he's out there with his troops. He's out there in camouflage. He's out there walking with them. Uh, He's out there challenging them. One of my favorite moments, I loved, I like it so much that I actually, uh, my wife and I went online and bought a t-shirt uh, that I actually will, will, will wear when I'm traveling sometimes, um, quoting the words. The U.S. Army graciously, of course, the military, uh, offered to extract Zelensky and, and rescue him from the uh, Ukraine. In other words, do you want us to get you out of here? And he said, the battle is here. I need ammunition. I don't need a ride. Now, he was being a little bit humorous. He, was, he, was, he knew this would be a meme that would circulate, but it, but, it, but it established his point. It established what his attitude is. It established a fighting spirit. Of course, he's the president of a country. He can get extracted anytime he wants to safely. He could be living in New York right now. He's, by the way, a fairly wealthy man because he not only wrote and acted in that TV series that was popular for so many years, he owned it. So yes, he's very wealthy. So he could be living, you know, in some some you know, apartment or townhouse near Hyde Park in New York. He'd be living in London. He could be living in Paris, wherever he wants to live. No, he stays right there in camo on the streets. And he often broadcasts from bunkers. He's down there eating cookies, <laughs> drinking whatever with his military guys. You can see that they're in some kind of bunker. Sometimes there's um, explosions above and dust and dirt kind of fall down like you've seen on television before and other series, other other depictions. And, uh, and he'll be down there telling jokes and laughing, saying, well, here we are. This is all we can do. But it, the point is, he's broadcasting and he's making his case and he's making it like a lawyer to the world. I want to tell you that it's stunning what this has produced because this man has stood up and been a man. And by the way, let me put a little parentheses in here. You know, there has been a knock on Jewish manhood for years. Uh, it's it's a lie. It's a complete lie. It's part of anti-Semitism. Um, but because so many men were murdered by the Nazis and, and the Nazis started the lie that Jewish manhood was nothing, that no Jews resisted, et cetera, et cetera. They just went like sheep to Auschwitz, et cetera, to the concentration camps. Absolutely not true. Jewish manhood resisted Jewish manhood along with Jewish womanhood, created modern Israel. I mean, it's a complete lie. But I'll tell you what, Zelensky is aware of this. He's mentioned it before, this knock on Jewish manhood, and he has determined to be a man in this situation. And let me tell you what the result has been as this man has lit fires in the souls of his people. The uh, Ukraine's military budget is one-tenth 
of that of Russia. One-tenth. And yet right now, 32, 33 days into this war, basically a few days more than a month into this war, we are at, and this is this is the word the Pentagon is using, we are at a stalemate. In fact, the Russia recently had to announce a slight shift in its war aims. Originally, it wanted regime change and to take over the country. Now it's just talking about taking over a few uh, Russian-majority uh, provinces in Ukraine. So in other words, they're, they're, they are decreasing, they are dialing down their war aims. Why? Because Ukrainians have fought so valiantly. Do you know that this last week, there were such losses in one battalion that the Russians, the Russian soldiers who had taken on horrible losses, killed their own commander and ran him over with a tank. They were so disheartened by how they were being killed. There have been killings. Russian soldiers have starved. Um, There are rebellions. A few uh, Russian commanders have defected, and uh, the, the Ukraine quickly, <laughs> Ukrainian forces quickly put them on the air. And these Russian uh, commanders said, "Look, we've been lied to. These these Ukrainians are our allies. Uh, this is a false war put on by Vladimir Putin." I urge my one commander said, "I urge my fellow soldiers uh, to stop to cease to cease hostilities." That's what's going on, and you're talking about a country that spends one tenth of what the Russians do in its military budget. And yet they have fought them to a stalemate, the technical term that the Pentagon is using. And I want to just keep our eye on the ball here for the purposes of this podcast. I'm not here to do some big military review or or talk about big global events. I want to keep my eye on Zelensky, this 44-year-old president of Ukraine. And because he has exhibited characteristics of manhood, courage, valor, faith, committing to his people. He keeps close a band of brothers. He doesn't call it that, but I'm going to call it that. I'm going to use the language that I use. He is inspiring his nation. He is either winning or shaming world governments. And it's very possible that his spirit infecting his country has fought Russia to a stalemate They're now doing even more aggressive negotiations. It's very possible that, of course, Ukraine having to make some concessions, that they're not going to negotiate an end to this war. It was not going to be that way. And when it's all said and done, and I hope I get to write some of this history, when it's all said and done, Volodymyr Zelensky, a 44-year-old, former actor, former comedian, trained as a lawyer but never practiced, what he would call a secular Jew, has lit his nation. People are walking around, I am too, with ribbons and T-shirts celebrating the Ukraine, the Ukraine spirit. Uh, I'm recording this the day after the Oscars. Uh, Again, even Hollywood talking about the Ukraine Uh, By the way, you shouldn't say the Ukraine. That makes it sound like a region. I made a mistake there. You say Ukraine. Forgive me. But I'll tell you, this is a moment. 
And for those of us who are intent upon being good men, for those of us intent upon building on certain principles, for those intent on seeing manhood turned in our generation, this is a moment. Volodymyr Zelensky has conducted himself like a man. He's shown courage. He stood down death. He's taken communication into his own hands. He has spoken wisely to the governments of the world. He has refused rescue. He has inspired his people. Ukrainians from the world over are pouring back into the country to fight. They have fought valiantly. They have fought well, despite the fact that the West and other parts of Europe have uh, left them hanging and not given them some of the material they should have. And it's very possible this country, uh, which is has an amazing history I won't go into now, is going to hold Russia to a stalemate. And I believe that it's largely because, certainly it's the nobility that lives in that people, but it's largely because Volodymyr Zelensky has been a good and noble and courageous man. I want you to pay attention to it. I want you to watch how this unfolds. Yes, it's true. He could be dead tomorrow. But if things come to an end, as I think they might, he could well be one of the world's great leaders of this generation. He is definitely a Churchill for this moment. Whatever happens in the future, he is a Churchill for this moment. And one of the arts of great manhood is that we observe good and noble men, we drink from their spirit, we do as they do to the extent they do noble things, and that we go and do likewise. This is one of the arts of Great Man. To join the Great Man Movement or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's three essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, Building Your Band of Brothers, and Men on Fire, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.